Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Hearts of Iron. This is a podcast where I'm going to be talking about Hearts of Iron 4, the video game, and a lot of the historical context behind certain bits of it, national focuses, and some game strategies. So, yeah, let's get into this. So, just really quick, I have to mention, we might be seeing Firm in a couple later episodes, but right now I don't have him on hand. So, that, I want to get into the topic of today's episode, which is the Japanese strategy of World War II. Hello. You probably have heard of island hopping, right? It's the American strategy where they went from island to island like, in order to establish naval naval and air, air bases and whatnot in order to get to the next island and do that over and over again until they eventually got to Japan. Now, the last battle, known as the Battle of Okinawa, was the, ba- was the battle that decided the fate of the home islands. From Okinawa, the United States, the United States repeatedly firebombed the city of Tokyo and... And what what is eventually where they would drop the atomic bombs from. Hmm. So the reason I bring that up is, first of all, the atomic bomb basically did cause the end of the Second World War in the Pacific. But more importantly is that Japan used this strategy as well, okay? Japan used the island hopping strategy too. Hmm. Uh, this started on December 7th, 1941. You might have heard from FDR's famous speech, but you have to remember Pearl Harbor was not the only place attacked that day. Um, there was Wake Island, Midway Island. Um, actually, Midway Island was attacked the morning after, December 8th. Um, they attacked Malaya. They attacked Hong Kong. They, they, the Japanese attacked a lot of places that day, so you can't generalize like that. You can't just see it through the lens of American history. It wasn't one attack. It was a, a lot of attacks across the span of the day. So that's also why I disagree with the conspiracy theory that FDR let Pearl Harbor happen. But I'm not going to get into that. What I do want to get into... Oh. Uh, what I do want to get into is um, the, the Japanese strategy. So I want to relate this back to Hoi 4 for a second. A lot of what you do in the game is based off of real life, okay? Off of real history. Um, in the game, the best strategy for invading America, by far, is to... Alright, alright. L- let me lay the scene for you, alright? You have, like, a bunch of little sections of the sea, of the ocean, and in the naval map mode. And uh, you have to get... You have to have naval supremacy in each little region in order to be able to make a path across to wherever you want to invade. So, you take you take some fleets, you have them patrol in those regions, you get naval supremacy, then you can have an invasion path to, say, from Japan to Hawaii. It is a very simple strategy. Um, but yeah, the invasion takes 70 days to prepare, so it, it's not the fastest thing. It takes a lot of planning. But once you invade Hawaii, you move all those fleets that you use to get from Japan to Hawaii move them over from Hawaii to Mexico. So, usually the strategy is to move the fleets to between to between Hawaii and Mexico on the path that, on the on the path of the ocean that way. So you, so you can get naval supremacy there again and send the invasion there and up to America instead instead of a more dangerous route 
of attacking from the West Coast. Because you're never going to get naval supremacy there. I just want to make that clear. In Holy Four, you are never going to get naval supremacy in the West Coast. I, I, I learned that from experience. Um, another Japanese plane you might have heard of is Operation Cherry Blossoms at Night. Which was a planned operation by, by the Empire of Japan to utilize biological warfare against the United States of America. The entire plan involved sending a fleet of submarines all the way across the Pacific Ocean, which on its own is insane. But they would send these submarines all the way across the ocean and release a bunch of locusts, I think it was, locusts, they were invasive species, they sent a bunch of locusts over the United States to spread disease and destroy the crops, and locusts are horrible, if you don't know. But that that was the entire plan. It was to destroy the United States. I have to look at the details. I have to um, pull up the details again, but I'm pretty sure it was locust. I don't know. You can look it up for yourself, but I, I, if I make a mistake, I'll release it and then I'll clarify it. But, um, where was I going with the strategy? Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. The Amer... <sighs> no. The Japanese strategy was to get to Mexico and then go up toward America. And then, if Hoi 4 is to be believed, then the strategy would then have followed to vassalize the Pacific states and leave the rest of the country to Germany. The, the, if Hoi 4 is to be believed, that's the Jap Japanese strategy after invading America. Uh, can I tell you if this would have worked or not? That's not my job. Um, what I can tell you is that in Hoi 4, it's pretty sound. Usually it works. As long as you're allied with Germany. As long as Germany has already taken out the UK, which is probably never going to happen. Given that the AI is never able to conquer the British Isles, take over the British Isles. They can never do naval invasions. But let's say they did somehow. Let's say Germany invades the UK. The, the Allies fall. The Commonwealth falls. America is the only one left. Then... Germany takes Canada, Denmark, Greenland, all that, all that stuff. Then Japan invades America first. Germany piggybacks off their success, and they partition a fifty-fifty. Under that circumstance, it would probably work, but again, in Hoi Four, you're hinging off the. The false presumption that the AI would be able to invade your, the Brit British Isles in the first place. In real life, in the real history, I don't think Germany had the naval capability to carry out an invasion like that. I think they were much better off using the U-boat strategy, destroying their convoys. But I think they're better off blockading them and just forgetting about them. I don't think they had the na I do not believe they had the naval capabilities to invade the British Isles. It does not seem plausible in my mind. They just don't have the resources for big ships like that. And even if we presume they did, they're far better off just using the U-boats. 
there there's so much more useful for German utilitarian purposes. But the Japanese strategy is pretty sound. Okay? They succeeded in taking Pearl Harbor. Well, they didn't take it. They killed a lot of Americans and dragged Americans to the war. They didn't really take it. There was never a ground invasion of Pearl Harbor. Of Hawaii. But there definitely was a ground invasion plan of Mexico. It's really hard to go all the way across the Pacific Ocean, if you can't tell. It's a really long journey. (laughs) It's gonna take... You don't want to coop up your troops in those tight quarters for that long. But... (sighs) You gotta make those tough choices sometimes, right? I mean... Oh, wait. And I want to talk about China for a second. Because... I want to talk about China for a second because the rape of Nanking is one of the worst travesties of recent memory, second only to the Holocaust itself. But I think the Japanese strategy in China is pretty sound. They 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 did fabricate the. Uh, let me take you back to World War One for a second. The the Japanese have just taken Korea in the first Sino-Japanese War. Okay, that worked out good for them. Japan takes Korea. Excellent. So, soon, af- soon after, Japan extends the Russian lease to Port Arthur. When the Russians refuse to acknowledge, to recognize Japan, uh, Korea as belonging to Japan... Japan surprise attacks the Russian Navy in Port Arthur. Point Ro- no. Is it Port Arthur or Point Roberts? I think it's Point Arthur. I think it's Port Arthur. It's Point it's they surprise attack the Russian Navy in Port Arthur. This leads to the first Ru- I think it was the Russian Japanese War. Which Japan also wins, surprisingly enough. And out of this, Japan gains two new puppet states, which you can get in Hoi Four. Uh, funnily enough, you can get Manchu- Manchukuo, the Japanese puppet government of Manchuria, and Mengukuo, just another Chinese state. But um, they took these first, and then at the beginning of World War Two, is around somewhere around Manchuria Man- and Mengukuo. They fabricate the Marco Polo Bridge incident. Which, I'm not a big fan of fabricating war justifications, but if it works, it works. I think it's dishonest. I really do agree with it, but I really do disagree with it. But at the end of the day, you gotta do what you gotta do. I mean, if you want to go to war, that's fine, but you need... A proper justification. You cannot allow your people to get angry with you. But first, you have the Marco Polo Bridge incident and the Mukden incident, which sparks the Second Sino-Japanese War. And depending on who you ask, the beginning of World War Two in 1937. Now, 
this is a significant event. Because China was broken and fighting amongst itself, right? In Hoi 4, you have the click, the cliques. You have Tibet, obviously. Hashtag free Tibet. Free Tibet. Um, you have the Xinjiang click. You have Shibe Sanma. Yunnan. Guanxi. Um, Shanxi. And I think that's it. Is that all in Holy Four? I'm pretty sure it is. Then you have the Republic of China and the People's Republic of China, of course. And because China is broken and fighting amongst itself, Japan thinks it's the perfect time to surprise attack China and move in down from Mengukuo. Which, in Holy Four, is a brilliant strategy. It will work every time to take out China. And reestablish the... In Holy Four, what you need to do is reestablish... Is established the reorganized government of China, a Japanese puppet. But Japan didn't really do much with China. They conquered a little bit of it. If you look up a map of their maximum territorial extent, you 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 would quickly see that they conquered a little bit of it, and they then they mostly just left it go, let it go, because they couldn't hold on to it for long for long during the war because they're fighting. They didn't actually form the reorganized government of China. But I think their strategy is still pretty sound. They had the puppets and that they came in from the from the Chinese mainland. They who would expect China to attack well, I guess the other Chinese people would. Uh, yeah. But th- there was no unified Chinese state at this time. It was the Chinese Civil War. Um, and you have to remember Japan owns Taiwan as well, so no Taiwan yet. Um, so yeah, Japan conquers most of China, or at least a good chunk of China. And I, I think the surprise attack strategy, excuse me, I think the surprise attack strategy works pretty well. As well as the homeland strategy. I want to talk about another Japanese plan for a second. They did have an invasion plan to... They did have an operation plan to invade the British Raj as well. Which I find interesting for several reasons. One, how the hell are you going to get over the mountains? Two, how the hell are you going to get through the jungle? The only viable option I can see here to invade is from the sea. You come in to, say, uh, what's the Portuguese colony called? No, I don't know. I forgot what it's called. But say you attack in Ceylon. You move up the, you, you, set a foot, you have a foothold there to go to the rest of British Raj. Because remember, this was before a hurricane in the late 90s, I think, a typhoon, that destroyed the land connection between British Raj and Sri Lanka. So, back in World War Two, they were still totally connected. You you could do that. It was part of the mainland. But um you're gonna you're going to have plan a naval invasion to go all the way through Indonesia. So the optimal strategy here is to conquer Indonesia first. Or conquer French Indochina and go through Siam. But that's not entirely optimal because unless France is already in the war. Um, 
and I'll call Britain in, which is gonna gonna make it harder still to go through Indonesia, because you have British Malaya there, which is another reason why the Japanese would attack British Malaya. So again, strategies. They mentioned they attacked Hong Kong the same day. Well, they did. Um, but yeah, go through the Dutch East Indies. Make sure you don't provoke France, Siam, or British Malaya. You're gonna go straight to British Raj. Take out Ceylon. Wait till the time is right. And then just boom. When they're all broken and fighting, you swoop in. Nothing can stop you. You're you're unfreaking beatable. I'm sorry, I'm getting hyped up over this. Um What 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 other Japanese strategies were there? Okay. So they also had an invasion plan to take out Australia. This is something you do in Hoi 4 a lot. Where um actually I haven't tried the British the British Raj plan in Hoi 4 myself. I really should. But we I can simulate this and if you get Hoi 4, you can try it out yourself. But I think it would be the, an optimal strategy. Um if you don't want to provoke the allies before you get the chance to. So to take make sure the allies don't get a foothold. Make sure you place an other invasions just out of their waters ready to land in case they declare war on you. So it yeah, make sure you do that. Um but back to Australia. The Japanese had a plan in Hoi 4 to invade the British Far East position, Australia, and New Zealand. The The plan is to go through the Celeb Sea the, and the Java Sea and down to Australia. Pretty, pretty straightforward. But you have to go right through Dutch territory. And it's not like Going through the Strait of Maharapit. Maharapit something something something. something, Which is international waters. Kind of like the Strait of Bosphorus. They're all international waters so you can go through all of them. The Netherlands isn't going to mind that. It isn't going to mind you going through the Straits. Through the Dutch East Indies to get to British Raj. What they are going to mind is you going through the Celeb Sea and the Java Sea. To get to Australia. Because if you're just going to invade Australia, you might as well do it with style. I I don't know. I'm trying to think of something to <laughs> fill time. Um, my, my point here is, and you have to go right past the Philippines too, which is American territory, if you don't know. It's the American Far East position. So you're, you're setting off a lot of red flags if you try to go to Australia. Not an optimal plan, but... Again, if you set it up right, you can make it work. But New Zealand is a whole new ballpark altogether. There's no direct path to it. You have to go through a lot of more minor, smaller paths to get to it. Which I do not think is going to work out for you in the long run. Well, not like minor paths, but like... You have to go from either Australia... Yeah, or you have to go from Papua New Guinea, or you have to go from 
um, New Caledonia. There is no direct route from Japan to New Zealand. You cannot... All of the naval bases are out of range. Even if you conquer, say, the Philippines, or which is optimal. Even if you conquer the Philippines or Solomon Islands, it's still out of range. You cannot conquer New Zealand. I would just leave New Zealand alone if I were you. Blockade them if you have the resources, but leave New Zealand alone, honestly. It's not worth the trouble. I get you want to own the whole Pacific, but it's it's not worth it in my mind. But uh, most of the Indian Ocean strategy consisted of sort of seek and destroy, I want to say. You would sit in port until an enemy convoy approached. You, you you would sit there until an enemy convoy approached, and once they were close, you would take them out and return and return to your to your holding position. That's basically the whole thing. But they never implemented this. They never tried to take out Madagascar, probably because it's owned by the French. Um, they never tried to take out say Yemen or Oman, because there's there's nothing there. There's, there's no strategy, there's no resources there, there's nothing. So there was an Indian Ocean plan, but it was never really implemented. Mostly because nothing's there. It, especially in the western Indian Ocean, there's really nothing there of note. So, again, just leave it alone. Just like the New Zealand, leave the Indian Ocean alone. I don't recommend it for Hoi 4. Like... There's no condition under which you will need the Indian Ocean. It's just if you want to, if you want to expand the territories, by all means go for it, more power to you. But if you're trying to be practical, if you're trying to have a full historic simulation, you do not want the Indian Ocean. It's not going to work out for you in the long run. You're going to stretch yourself too thin. Try to take over the whole Pacific Ocean is enough work. But you're going to stretch your resources and your logistics too thin. It's it's bad. And it brings up another thing. The Japanese are way too ambitious. Their, their entire foreign policy is based off of conquering their neighbors in order to expand and grow more food for their population. Which is understandable. I mean... They have a they have an incredibly growing population and their islands are almost completely mountainous. They don't have any plains on their islands to grow food in, except for the um Edu Plain, which is where Tokyo is. Um But they don't have anywhere to grow crops, so they need to expand. Their culture and their people need to expand out in order to stay relevant and in order to stay alive. So they can feed their expanding populations. The entire Japanese warrior culture, Bushido, is based off of death before dishonor. You cannot surrender. You absolutely can never surrender. And if you if you do, it's cowardice. If you do, that's dishonorable. Hey, you you should probably commit seppuku at that point, because there's there's no coming back from that ridicule. But the entire Japanese culture 
embraces imperialism because that's the only way they can stay alive. They Their entire culture embraces fascism in a way. I don't want to say fascism because that's a dirty word. But they have to stretch themselves so thin. And I think it's really risky unless you're very delicately tying the, weeds to, the reeds together. But don't stretch yourself too thin. Make puppet states. Be smart about it. This, this brings me back to Man in the High Castle. Real quick. I'm almost done. Um, this brings me back to Man in the High Castle. The, the Japanese Empire is huge in that show. It's all of Asia. It's the entire east western half of South America. It's the entire western half of North America. And it and it's the entire Pacific Ocean as well, which is just absolutely insane. The German Empire too on that show is really insane. But the way they maintain it is through a system of puppet states. You have the the Japanese Pacific states, which is where San Francisco is. You have the Japanese Mexican states, you have Japanese Peru, you have Japanese Colombia, you have Japanese Central America and Japanese La Plata. And you, you have that system of puppet states that keeps your nation stable. And that's what you need. You cannot stretch yourself too thin. You have to divide power. It brings me back to the satrapies of ancient Persia. They instated rulers that were... They instated rulers in the lands they conquered that were loyal to them, that paid taxes to them, but were still from the area in a way, so it didn't seem like much was changing, but... The Persians were still extracting resources from that territory, and it worked. It worked for stability. I I like the ancient Persian political and foreign model. But I'm going on a tangent. This episode is about Japan. Um, the, the entire thing in Japan: do not spread yourself too thin. Um, don't try to do things until you have the resource for it. Until you're absolutely sure. Because unless you're absolutely sure, it's not going to work. Alright, so that's my advice on Japan. See you all later. Chipper out.